Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Boy, the boot camp was awesome. Yeah, week one, uh, Logan had to do the DIY intro. Well, then I came back strong. You did. Two and three and... Did uh, you st- I wasn't there on week two. Did you steal the intro back yeah, from him? Yeah, of course I did. Did you put him in his place? Put him in his place. I was like, brah, brah. I was only gone a week. What's up? It's getting but crazy. No, he, he's amazing. So, I mean, look, you missed out on the 99, and maybe you're like, ah, I should have done that. I mean, we went through, obviously, eight hours of material and unbelievable questions. So, you can get it on the website. It's four ninety five. dollars uh, Still a value, in my opinion. I mean, if you spent you know two hours with a with a CFP, uh, what would you? What's your hourly rate, Daniel? A million dollars. Uh, it's actually plan based. Depends on the plan and the net worth. But it's like what fourteen ninety five. It's that's the minimum for a plan. Ninety five cents either. But yeah. anyways, my my point is, is still even at four ninety five, it's it's uh it's something that if you want to make an investment for you and your family, I think that would be. It's a good investment, and it's there, and you have it archived forever. So, anyways, uh, it was great. It was a great exercise. We'll certainly do more of those. What else can we talk about? Uh, the tribe still rocking. How's Insta? DIY dot money. It's doing good. We're trying to figure out what our next big thing on Insta is. We're probably going to do a uh, live Q&A sometime soon. What was our first big thing? Uh, coffee talk was ah, kind of big. Okay. Uh, people kind of liked that. Uh, but that was live, and it was hard to do live. So, um, just was kind of a big friday afternoon to do so we uh we did one live q a back during the winter storm shutdown people mm-hmm. like that so look out for more of those throughout the summer okay. uh if we get a slow day at some point <laughs> maybe we'll try that like a saturday morning at 5 a.m or there something i'm there pedaling around it's about to get wild so all right but youtube youtube diy money on youtube maybe Check some that special out. episodes coming out there on interviews and fun things some youtube only things going on I love it. All right. Uh, let's go to this question because this is a good one about house hacking. Is it Andre? I think it's Andre. Andre, what do you got? DIY. Hey, DIY money. I got a question for you regarding your opinion on the concept of house hacking, which is, in short, getting into a home or up to a four unit property with a low down payment loan, such as a 5% conventional or a 3.5% down. FHA or maybe even a 0% down VA loan just wanted your opinion on the strategy of getting into your first home while you're young renting out to roommates or renting out the other units do you see it as risky do you see it as a smart move would love to hear your take on this topic thanks so much all right, this is great. Some layers to this one. Audio quality was not great. Uh, normally, we don't bring out questions that, that have – it was hard to hear, Andre. But the question was solid, and I don't believe we've ever had a specific question on house hacking. Now, he talked more about the um, owner-occupied financing for owning a multi-resident property. Or extra rooms. 
Yeah, or extra rooms. Um, but more more often, it's referred to as an actual duplex mm-hmm. or quadplex, etc. So let me break down real quick what house hacking is. House hacking is basically buying a property that has multiple units, uh, renting those units out, and having those rents be covered or covering your mortgage. Ultimately, building equity while you're living there, possibly rent-free or, or mortgage-free, uh, building equity and and building a, a real estate portfolio. Typically, people then move out eventually, keep that property as an investment property, and starts to build sort of their uh, you know their real estate investment portfolio. I got to tell you, I wish someone would have come along prior to my college years because that would have been the made the most sense and said, "Do this." This is a no-brainer. This is probably one of the best ideas for, A, uh, getting into a home. Maybe it's your first home, etc. And, B, building equity. And, C, ultimately creating margin to maybe further debt reduction or build net worth. I absolutely love this. What I love more about it is what Andre was referring to is because it's an owner-occupied property, Mm -hmm. the bank is going to lend you money based on it being an owner-occupied property. What does that mean? As opposed to an investment property. If I buy a rental property and I go to the bank and I say I'm buying a rental property, 20% down at minimum, probably investment property type rates. I'm not going to get primary resident mortgage rates. So people that are getting 2.75 or whatever it is for a mortgage rate, they're not going to get that. You're going to get four, four and a half, depending on the Because it's the a bank. business risk, because not just a, your exactly personal right. home risk. That's exactly right. But an owner-occupied property allows you to get those favorable rates. So I love it. I absolutely love mm-hmm. it. Um, the the caution is, and it, and it's a lot like the previous episode, and you need to chat with a tax advisor in this, is that you're in essence operating a business. You have tenants. You have parts of your property that are basically considered an investment property. Now, you could decide, you know what? I'm going to throw all that by the wayside. I don't really care. I'm living here. I'm going to, my roommates are going to Venmo me their money and I'm going to pay the bills and it's no big deal. And that's fine. But typically people do this as a stepping stone to a greater portfolio. So I would encourage Andre or whoever is thinking about this to do this and and keep records and act like it is a business. Literally act like it's a business, including the rule of 1% when you talk about commercial or uh, residential rental real estate, which means you still have to make sure that it's a good investment. So just because you're able to move in and rent three rooms out and you look at it and you go, oh, I'm, I'm covering the mortgage, well, factor in taxes, insurance, maintenance, upkeep, and annoying roommates who don't pay their rent on time, you might not be. You might be losing money. So you have to really look at it as a business. I absolutely love it. I love it for kids that are in college or post-college. Why? They have built-in roommates. I mean, there's tenants everywhere. Like, I could have gotten three of my buddies in a heartbeat and been like, hey, 
you know, let's go rent this house. I, I actually own it, but like you're gonna rent it for me. I'm gonna, you know, they would it would have been awesome. I mean, I, I I love it. I think it's fantastic, especially in this environment. If you can find something of value, get into it, have built-in tenants. Pfft, no brainer. I just want to tell you, it was a real pleasure watching you work. Yeah, no assuming brainer. you're in a good rental market, uh, the risks can be uh, on the lower side, but ensure that if you're taking out debt, that means you're leveraging in order to get into this. So you know, ensure that in the worst case scenario, you could get by if you had to for a period of months without those renters in place. Worst case scenario, and accrue for the things you need to. Accrue. I mean, run it like a business. That's right. So make sure that the numbers make sense, that it's uh, achieving the goals that you want overall, uh, but that it's setting you on the path that you want. Not just don't do house hacking just for the sake of house hacking. Right. You know, because oh, uh, people on the blogs and internet say that eventually this will pan out. Like, do the homework, do the numbers, make sure it achieves your goal. I love it. It's a great method. If it, again, I I wish. Well, we didn't have D. I mean, I wish, I wish, I, I had to learn the hard way on some of these things. Um, you know, buying rental real estate, which I did, flipping a property, which I did. I mean, a lot of a lot of things that I did, which was process of elimination for me to say, I don't like this. I'll never do this again. Um, but that is certainly something I wish I I would have done. Yeah. Um, and it would have been a nice way to build equity, build a real estate portfolio. But I didn't do it. It is what it is. Does personality matter? Because I've never owned rental real estate. I've stuck to more passive style stuff. Of mostly because anytime I've owned a house, I'm terrible at actual like worrying about maintenance and all that. So worrying about somebody other somebody else's maintenance request and all that, I would probably end up owning a having a property management company do it and then they would just send me hey you owe this much to yeah. get this done and they would call plumbers and all of that so presumably you should match maybe your investments to your personality somewhat and be honest about that or what would you say about that i would say that i wholeheartedly agree the dilemma is a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. until they try it and it's one of these things I think you you can try it. You have to try it and be smart about it. It doesn't mean you buy a $400,000 house and you're going to rent it out and then you're upside down and you lose two hundred grand in the process. But the reality is it does take a unique personality. I could not. I, I hated. I've told this story many times. I won't tell it again. But I hated fixing plumbing issues. I mean, calling a plumber. I mean, it, you know, it didn't even have to be me. I, I wasn't necessarily the one going and sure. fixing the electric, but getting an electrician over there and your tenant's calling you going, hey, I'm still out of power. And I'm, yeah, I know. And I called the electrician and he's not calling me back. And I'm going to call another one who I've never used. And maybe they'll show up. Maybe they won't. You know, it's just, are they insured? Are they not insured? I mean, and then you, you inevitably, and this will happen, you inevitably have to kick somebody out. And I had to do that, and then mm-hmm. you got to file court, and you go down to the courthouse, and you ah, blah 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 blah. Ugh. And I tell people, you know, if my personality, I bought more Pfizer for the dividend portfolio for my <laughs> dividend portfolio the other day. I have seventy four thousand five hundred people that are working for me to upkeep a four percent dividend. They just got fifty million dollars in or fifty billion dollars in new revenue because the United States is going to buy more vaccinations and send to the world great whatever mm-hmm. it's wonderful for the investment that's not a that's not a recommendation i'm just saying that's my personality the market closes at four every day they don't call me at night telling me their plumbing is broken it's a landlord so the only other thing i picked up in andre's question is uh the urgency to to buy property while young yeah that was kind of there was something in there and i think i would say blanket rule get into some type of investments 
Mm, yeah. Like the time time horizon is what helps your investments. So whether that's property, whatever. But I think there's also this notion of you have to get in property young. Uh, rather, that's right when you get married or something uh, to make it worthwhile because the appreciation is really great. But I would say that that's across all investments. So whether you're investing in stocks or property, whatever it is, uh, make sure it fits your personality. Um, but don't feel necessarily a rush just to get into the property side of things just for the sake of time horizon. There you go. I like it. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.